With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 289th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Live from London here after the Falcons' 27-20 victory over the New York Jets. We're going to title this episode, The Kyle Pitch Show. The Falcons rookie helped carry the team to victory with nine catches for 119 yards and a the first touchdown of his career. Uh, our five items today is Kyle Pitts stepped up. We got Kyle Pitts audio. Then we're going to tell you where the videos are of the uh, other players that were interviewed and Coach Smith after the game. Uh, fourth, we'll talk about the young secondary and go over the game notes. And then look ahead as the Falcons go into their bye week and look at their next four upcoming opponents. But yes, with Calvin Ridley out for personal reasons and wide receiver Russell Gage still out with an ankle injury, the Falcons' offensive weapons were depleted. So it was a great time for the rookie to step up, and he certainly did, uh, along with Corderell Patterson, who's been steady all year. Just had another good game running and catching the football. Uh, Also had a kickoff return there to add to his stats. Yeah, but Corderell Patterson and Kyle Pitts stepped up to lead the Falcons to victory over the New York Jets to improve to 2-3 and three on the season. Here it is. We're going to hear from Kyle Pitts himself. Next time, but uh, good job from Kyle Pitts. 
helped to carry the offense. The biggest play, you know, granted he had the touchdown, but the biggest play is the Jets get back in the game. It's 20-17, Falcons blowing her 20-3 lead, and uh, they come out with 6.55 left in the game. And, uh, bam, Matt Ryan goes deep, throws it to Kyle Pitts, and uh, has a 39-yard game to jumpstart that final drive. Uh, Falcons capped off the nine-play, 75-yard drive with a Mike Davis touchdown run to go up 27-10 to with uh, just a little bit over two minutes left. Uh, Jets weren't done. They come down and get a field goal uh, with 22 seconds left. Uh, you know, and uh, the Falcons recovered the onside kick this time. Nobody stood around and watched it. Uh, Lama de Sakias fell on the ball and secured the victory. Um, 27 to 20 over the New York Jets to drop them to 1 and 4. Now, our videos of Arthur Smith, Corderell Patterson, and uh, Mike Davis in uh, second year safety Jalen Hawkins are on AJC.com. You want to go hear what they had to say after the game. We're going to give you Matt Ryan here too, but uh, let's go to the. You're going to do the young secondary, Matt Ryan, and then the game notes. Uh, and then look ahead here and then uh, try to get to the airport here. He throw international and come on back to the ATL. It's in the middle of the night for you all. No, some of y'all might still be up. It's 1246 uh, Atlanta time right now. Uh, well, we got over here 546. Five we got a 10-something flight, so we're good on time. No need to rush through the Bowtie Chronicles podcast today. Now, um, the Falcons were thin at wide receiver. Pitt stepped up to take care of that. Bam. Uh, they were also thin in the secondary. Uh, Eric Harris was out. Uh, Isaiah Oliver was out. And Avery Williams, Isaiah Oliver's backup, was out. So that's three of the top um uh, six um, defensive backs were out of this game. So other players need to step up, and they did. Uh, Jalen Hawkins stepped in for Eric Harris at free safety and uh, had his first career interception and his third NFL start. He started two games last year. And Richie Grant, the second-round pick who hadn't played much, had to learn the defense, uh, Dean P said. He played at nickelback. And Darren Hall, fourth-rounder who hadn't played. Matter of fact, he's been inactive. Uh, most times. I think he was active for one game. The Giants, he was. And uh, Chris Williamson, who was a star of training camp and, uh, you know, then got cut but uh, was on the practice squad. Chris uh, played at Minnesota uh, from Gainesville High. He he got action. So they, they had four. That bodes well for the, the future is that these four um, Young defensive backs got a lot of time. Granted, it was against Zach Wilson, a rookie quarterback who clearly uh, can't read defenses yet. Uh, but they uh, did their jobs against the Jets. Uh, Corey Davis didn't get loose on them. And uh, Fabian Monroe left the game with a neck injury. When you hear neck injuries, that's always a, a tough one. So, um, you know, these guys might be playing for a while. Uh, Eric Karras, calf, that, that didn't sound real serious. Uh, but Isaiah Oliver's out for the year, so they were going to need Avery to step up. Uh, now Richie Grant's going to have to step up, and they had Darren Hall in there at that nickel, too. Uh, Chris Williamson went out to right. Uh, so uh, these guys are, are going to have to play here moving forward. 
And uh, Jalen Hawkins, we saw him come, and he was already splitting time at strong safety with uh, Deron Harmon. So uh, good, good, uh, good, good uh, showing by the young secondary. Like I said, they weren't really tested by Zach Wilson. Uh, we're going to see what uh, quarterbacks they have coming up and see if they're going to be ready to play for those uh, games that are upcoming. So with that, let me get Matt Ryan ready to go. We're going to hear from the quarterback, uh, then go to our game notes here, and then we'll look ahead on the schedule. Here's Matt. Let's go with Matt Ryan here. Well, um, just take us through the last drive there. You were able to hit Kyle to get it started and uh, uh, put y'all's foot down when they were trying to get back in the game. Yeah, I thought a great play call by, by Hart um, to start that drive. You got some quarters type coverage where the guys were getting down low to stop some of our intermediate uh, play-action pass game. To slip Kyle behind there, uh, you know, it was a really good call. Great play by Kyle. And uh, that really was the jump start for us on that last drive. Got us going. And it uh, wasn't perfect on that last drive, but we made the plays we needed to make. And uh, it was great to, to get Mike in the end zone at the end of the game. Did you say anything to Kyle for his, uh, you know, first 100-yard game as an Atlanta Falcon? I, I just told him right before I came in here, uh, I'm proud of him. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of those in the future for him. He's done a great job of uh, focusing on growth and development day in and day out and just trying to get better. And there's a lot of noise, both positive and negative, that, you know, can, can distract you from that. But, um, you know, he's been as good of a young guy of being able to just focus in on, on working hard every day and getting better. And I think he's done that for five games we've had. Uh, and, you know, I expect him to continue that. Uh, I think it's, it's, you know, showing that he is, you know, a really talented player and can be a great player in this league. And uh, in the first half, as you built a 20 to uh, nothing lead, was it a conscious uh, thing to lean on the tight ends? They, uh, they, had a, they were highly productive in the first half as y'all went out to 20 to 3. Absolutely. You know, I think coming into the game, uh, we felt like, you know, we, we wanted to get those guys going. And um, you never know how it's going to shake out. You know, coverage can take you to different spots. But um, we got some man-to-man some -man coverage looks and our guys won. And, uh, you know, I thought Hayden played really well for us today. I thought Kyle did an excellent job. Lee Smith, you know, the big fellow was out there making a few plays for us during the passing game. So, uh, as a group, I thought their their entire group played well. Was that a career high for Lee? And uh... <laughs> I, I think he might be on he might be on pace for a season high. He's, he seems like he's getting a catch or two every week. And another milestone for you today: uh, five thousand completion. That's a lot. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's um, you know I, I'm I'm proud of that. Um, you know, I've completed the ball to a lot of of great players uh in those 5,000 completions and I certainly wouldn't uh still be in this position if I wasn't surrounded by an incredible supporting cast so um you know I'm, I'm very proud to still be doing it and feel like I'm doing it at a high level and I certainly had a lot of of, of help along the way so I'm appreciative of that all right there it is Matt Ryan discussing uh you know Kyle Pitts the receivers his game his milestone he also passed Eli Manning on the yardage list here uh, in London. Let's go to the game notes here from 
Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Sunday. The Falcons defeated the Jets 27-20. The Falcons offense finished with 450 total yards on offense, uh, converted 9 of 64.3% of third down attempts, and scored three touchdowns on four trips in the red zone. The first one stalled. They needed a young way cool field goal to get on the board from 31 yards out to start the game uh the offensive line didn't allow a sack uh which you know the jets had seven sacks against tennessee last week so this was by far their best uh outing protecting the quarterback the defense limited the jets to 230 total yards of offense 166 passing 64 rushing the falcons won the time of possession 35 minutes and 54 seconds to 24 minutes and 6 seconds. They ran 75 plays to New York's 52. Um, and for this game, Malamade Zakia served as the Falcons' sixth captain for game day. Of course, they have five permanent captains, and they pick a rotating captain each week. Okay, on to the player notes here. Matt Ryan was 33 of 45 for 324 yards. That was 73.3%. Two touchdowns for a 109.7 passer rating. Uh, he'd appearing in his 210th career start. He went past the 5,000 career completions mark there early in the fourth quarter and a little pass that was uh, a little behind Alameda Sakias, but he hauled it in. And uh, carried on there. He became the seventh quarterback and the second fastest to reach the mark in NFL history. Only Drew Brees with 205 games reached 5,000 completions in fewer games. Also in the win, Ryan surpassed Eli Manning 57,023 yards for the eighth most career passing yards in NFL history. This marks Ryan's 71st game with at least 300 yards passing, the fifth most in league history. Running back Corderell Patterson had uh, 114 yards from scrimmage, 60 receiving, 50 rushing, marking his third straight game with at least 100 scrimmage yards, becoming the first Falcons running back to do so since Devontae Freeman in 2015. Running back Mike Davis, I think this was his best day for sure. 13 carries for 53 yards, 4.1 average, and one touchdown. His first rushing, rushing touchdown as an Atlanta Falcon. Now, we talked about Carl Pitts earlier, but yeah, 9 for 119, a touchdown. The 119 yards are the most by a rookie tight end in a single game in franchise history. Per NFL Communications, Pitts recorded the most receiving yards by a rookie in an international game in league history. All right. Hayden Hurst had four catches for 40, 17-yard touchdown, his first of the season. Also had a big fumble. The Falcons were up 17 to nothing, driving to make it 24 after Jalen Hawkins' interception and uh Hurts caught the ball and turned up field. Had to know there was going to be some enemy fire up the field. And uh, they knocked the ball off of him. And uh, the Jets were able to stop the bleeding a little bit there. Okay. Um, Tajay Sharp, who was starting for Calvin Ridley, had four catches for a season-high 53 yards. 
13.3 average. But Ridley wasn't averaging over 10. Uh, but Tajay had a couple drops early, but he settled down and uh, got going there. Uh, Jalen Hawkins tallied uh, one tackle and he had his first career interception. So his his job was to stay deep and not lose receivers. He did so um, for the most part. Yeah, he did so. Um, AJ got called for a, a DPI, but we're, we're coming up to his stat line here in a second. Okay, rookie Ade Aganjade recorded two tackles, one for loss, two quarterback hits, and his first career sack. Outside linebacker Jacob Tolmariner finished with two tackles, one sack, and one tackle for loss. AJ Terrell finished with four solo tackles and one forced fumble. Quarterback Fabian Moreau, who suffered a neck injury on a great open field tackle, uh, we'll hear later um, on his condition. You never like to hear neck. That's a bad, uh, you know, you just wait, and, wait until they get back with you on the evaluation. But he had three tackles, one tackle for a loss, and um, that was the one he got hurt on, and one pass defense. And Richie Grant getting his action, second-round pick. Coach said they had a plan for him, but they had to speed it up because, you know, they, they were down players. But they want to, uh, you know, make sure he knows what he's doing out there because uh, he's one of the players they want to build around for the future. So, But he had a career-high three tackles, two solo, and one pass defense. And Darren Hall and Chris Williamson, mentioned them both early, each had a single-game high with two solo tackles. All right, and steady kicker Youngway Koo connected on two of two field goals, 31 and 52, and three of three extra points. He was perfect. Punter Dustin Colquitt, he shanked one punt for 24, had two punts for 56, 28 average, including the one inside the 20. That was um, a 32-yarder, but it wasn't designed to go long. He was just putting it up high in the air so they could force the receiver to uh, fair catch the ball. And uh, Brian Freeman got all snappy on uh, Twitter. I was like, that's what I pointed out. It was a flopper punt. Went high. Had 3.56 hang time. And forced a fair catch. That's a good punt. That's exactly what he was supposed to do. Um, punt returner. Alameda Zacchaeus had two. He was subbing for Avery Williams. Uh, returned two punts for 19. 9.5 including a long of 15 yards. See, that used to be Finneran's job. He was the he was the safe returner for Eric Weems, and he would go inside the 20, and that was his job to, to pull down those. He did a great job of that for his career with the Falcons. So here are just some team stats. We gave you a couple here. I'm going to try to blow this up a little bit. There we go, a little bit more. All right, the um, first downs, 28-17. Falcons again with 9-14 on third down. The defense held the Jets to 5-10. Yeah, Zach Wilson, he shouldn't be playing, but the Jets are so bad, they got to play him. He needs to learn what he's doing. He's just kind of running around out there. If he can't hit his first route, and sometimes he doesn't play on his feet. You know, yeah, he just work in progress in New York. That's their problem. Uh, total yards, 450 to 230. Uh, offensive play, 75-52. Uh, average game for the Falcons was 6.0 yards. Uh, average game for the Jets, 4.4. Uh, 
A rushing net of 108. Falcons had to get something going on the ground, and the Jets were held to 64, so they did a good job. Coach Smith said they knocked them back in the run game. That's Coaches like to say that when that happens, so they did it. Net passing, 342 to 166. Uh, four penalties for 66. Got to need to clean that up even some more. Seven for 58 for the Jets. Uh, two turnovers by the Falcons. And the um, a fumble by Mike Davis killed another drive, and the fumble by Hurst killed a drive. So we can't have those. And the kicking game was uh, another area that Coach Smith cited for improvement. So the turnovers and uh, the putting by Dustin, uh, you know, they've had a shank putt in three of the five games. You know, they, they just can't get the consistent putting, putting going. So... Um, TDs, 3-2, field goals, 2-2, Jets had 2-2, and then we told you about the time of possession. And then lastly, we got all of the major players' uh, stats. Let's look look down the line a little bit, make sure we got everybody covered here. We got Matt, Patterson, Mike Davis, we got those, Kyle Pitts, Corderell, got him, Tajay, Hurts, Lee Smith, that was 3-for-30. Uh, the blocking tight end catching the ball this season. That's what that was all about during that Matt Ryan interview. Uh, Lama Day, two for 20. Christian Blake, two for 12. And Mike Davis with two receptions for eight yards. Okay, defensively leading the way with the tackles. You like it when the linebackers are leading, and they did again. Deion Jones, five. Foyer Alulakan, five tackles. Uh, A.J. Terrell with four. Fabian Monroe with three. That's okay when the corners are tackling that. That means they got uh, usually short passes outside, and they did their thing coming up and helping. Uh, Grady Jarrett was active again, as always. Three uh, tackles. Richie Grant with three. Uh, we gave you uh, Uganda Jay and Mariner. And um, one sack. Uh, it should be two sacks because, yeah, yeah. Uh, Uganda Jay and uh, Jacob Tuito Mariner, and then Jalen Hawkins. So we covered there. Got your kicking, got your punting, got your punt returns earlier, and kickoff returns. You had um, Corderell Patterson, one for 29 for the Falcons. All right, and Kate Smith, Keith Smith had one for 19 and tried to kick it away from Corderell Patterson. So we're going to get out of here, our last item today uh, for the Falcons in the 289th episode, simply titled The Kyle Pitt Show. He showed up and showed out in London, had his parents here uh, to see the game. He's going to um, keep his game ball and put it in the uh, in the basement in the case, he said. So the rookie is off and running. I know it's the, the fantasy owners were on him. Uh, folks were looking, and, you know, we got a story online of, of, you know, he was catching four passes, you know, caught two passes, and uh, uh, the one lost there. Uh, so folks were waiting for to see the Cal Pitch show, and they got a, a good look at it here in the game in London. So now the Falcons, they left immediately after the game. I heard Rich McKay talking to Arthur Blink about, hey, man, sure we want to go back? Man, you know, I think they wanted to uh, maybe stay and enjoy an ale or, or some fish and chips. But uh, 
Blank was saying, nah, we don't want to go against the coach. <laughs> the coach want to get back, get the team back so the players can start enjoying their bye week. So they are all probably already in Atlanta. And uh, they'll have uh, Arthur Smith's going to be on a Zoom call with the media at 2. I'm going to still be flying. Make sure we have uh, have our intern on there, Cunningham or Bradley on there, to hear from Coach Smith today. I might try to dial in from the plane if that's possible. But we'll see. But bye week is up next. And then the next four games here, uh, team is clearly getting better. Never, they haven't played a whole game yet. They, a good team, a really good team, would have put their foot on the Jets' neck when it was seventeen and nothing, uh, and they got the turnover, they made it twenty-four and nothing, and just steamrolled them up out of here. But that didn't happen. They're still getting better. They're playing a lot of young players, uh, but they got the win. So, you know, don't uh, don't shortchange them on that. But the next four games, Miami. At Miami on October 24th at 1 p.m., the 1-4 Dolphins. Then they host the Carolina Panthers on the 31st. That's a Halloween game at 1 o'clock. Uh, the 3-2 Carolina Panthers, they're coming back to earth. They made a big move on Stephon Gilmore. Uh, there's a report we haven't confirmed that uh, the Falcons, uh, he picked the Panthers over the Falcons. We'll get to that Um then at the Saints, 11-7 at 1 p.m., a 3-2 Saints. They're not world beaters anymore. Um, those three games look winnable. If the team keeps improving, can't turn the ball over and got to punt, punt the ball, uh, young secondary is going to have to hold up. And then uh, whew, the, the team that does look good is Dallas Cowboys. So by the time they get to the Cowboys, they got – 12 more quarters of football to get better. And uh, on November the 14th at 1 p.m. at Jerry's World would be um, a, a big test for where this team is at. That's clearly a playoff team. These other three teams are not clearly playoff teams. So, you know, they're all uh, trying to establish themselves as such. So the next three games will be, you know, huge, you know, do the old throw the records out with the Saints. And then going into Dallas will be a big test for the Falcons here who are off to a 2-3 and three start. That will be nine games in. The official halfway point of the season will be a halftime of that Cowboys game. So at that point, we'll know exactly what, we, what they're working with. It's clearly an improving team, playing a lot of young players. Coach said uh, we talked to him. Uh, on Friday, one-on-one, -on -one, we had a nice long chat there. He's about trying to establish a winning culture. So, to, you know, big part of that is the winning part. So they got to win here in London. And, you know, when you win, you get to teach. They get to listen. You know, you got willing listeners. Uh, and so I'm sure they'll do that and get them out of here and uh, let them get some time off. Mike Davis and Corderell Patterson said they're not taking any time off. They're going to continue to work on their bodies and stay ready for when uh, they come back and get ready to go to Miami for that game on October the 24th. So with that, we're going to conclude the 289th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Take care of yourself. Have a great rest of the week. Uh, we'll be back uh, Monday. We're going to um, – Take this Wednesday off. We got a new 
a podcast person working with us, Jay Black, formerly of WSB. And so, you know, we'll uh, looking forward to talk to him to see what we can do for your Bowtie Chronicles experience, make it even more enjoyable for you. And we thank you. Thank you for downloading and listening to 289 of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Take care and have a great rest of your day. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.